There are few things on earth that bring folks together like breaking bread with one another. Amen. Especially down here in Alabama and maybe even more so on the Gulf Coast, we just have such good bread to break together. The food is so good. The seafood is so fresh. It's amazing how that can bring us together. But think about every major holiday, every significant family gathering. What is it that we do when we come together? We break bread. Think about somebody you know from work or maybe a friend you know through another friend. When you invite them to your home to break bread for the first time, it's a very significant moment. There's a bond there that develops which is new, which is deep. Usually in every history of dating, there's a significant moment where you get the courage to invite that person to come and break bread with your friends, with your family, and there's a certain bond, there's a certain togetherness that happens there. There's something about breaking bread with one another that is so important in our everyday life and in a special way brings us closer to one another. Just recently, I was attending a dinner with ministers from around the city, and they were from different denominations, they were different races, they represented different socioeconomic statuses, but we were all together and we all had a really good time. The person who made the food did a phenomenal job. It was one of those meals that was so good that there was a lot of sighing and groaning just because everyone was savoring each bite. The wine was good. The conversation was flowing. Laughter was filling the room. It was really a blessed time. And at some point, the guy sitting across from me, Joe Johnson, he's African-American. He and his wife, Linda, pastor a big Baptist church, Mount Hebron in uh, Mobile. He reached out to me at some point and he said, you know, Father, this is exactly what heaven is going to be like, isn't it? Everybody, regardless of their differences, at one banquet table, having a great time, breaking the same bread, and drinking the same good wine. Those words really rang with me as so true. Heaven, more than anything else, is depicted in the scriptures as a banquet in which all of those invited sit at the table and enjoy one another. It's a place where age, race, personality, culture, ethnicity, and political affiliation, please God, there won't be those in heaven. <laughs> All those things are transcended by the joy of being in one another's company and being in God's company. And that is what we have to look forward to in heaven. And we got a little foretaste of it that night with those ministers. Can you imagine being in heaven and getting the side eye from somebody? <laughs> somebody looking at you with the stink eye, looking at you like, what are you doing here? You don't belong. How disappointing would that be to experience in heaven? Can you imagine picking up a vibe from somebody at the banquet table in heaven that they did not want you to sit next to them? That they weren't comfortable with you, that they had saved a seat for somebody else other than you. Can you imagine how disappointing that would be? Can you imagine getting served bad food in heaven? <laughs> or 
or food that you turned your nose up to because it was different than something you were used to, maybe from a different culture? Can you imagine the disappointment of that being part of heaven? With all this in mind, it is all the more powerful to hear Jesus say to us in the gospel today, I am living bread that came down from heaven. Living bread that has come down from heaven. It's living bread. It's not just the bread that's being shared in heaven, but he's the living bread. He is that moment in heaven where everybody is in communion with God and everyone is in communion with each other and there is no division. There is just peace and joy and togetherness. He is the embodiment of that living reality here on earth. And he has surrendered himself to us in the Eucharist as living bread so that we can be nourished by that food, by that reality, which is heaven itself, communion with God and communion with one another. And he has given himself to us as communion so that we can grow more deeply into that communion with God and with one another here on earth. And for us to already here on earth to establish the reality of heaven here on earth, to give the world a foretaste of heaven here on earth by our reception of this living bread and our living out of this living bread. On this feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Christ, it's a time for us to be so thankful as Catholics for this gift of living bread, of Eucharist, of communion. This is the gift that Jesus has given us. It's the gift of himself that he initiated through his Paschal mystery, the Last Supper, giving himself over, dying, rising, ascending into heaven, sending the Holy Spirit, all of this is given to us through the Eucharist. There are one billion Catholics in the world today. It is dumbfounding to look at the history of the church and to see how it has transcended virtually every culture, every language, every ethnicity on earth and penetrated it and brought all of us around the same altar to receive, receive the same living bread and to be drawn into the same communion. It is dumbfounding to look at the history of the church and see so many great saints, but also so many epic sinners. And the fact that the church exists today is one of the greatest miracles of all. But the foundation has always been from the beginning, Jesus and Jesus present in Corpus Christi, the Eucharist, this living bread that brings part of heaven to earth and establishes the kingdom of God. James Joyce, a famous Catholic and Irish writer, poet, in his uh, classic, one of his classic novels, Finnegan's Wake, he said, you know, Catholic means here comes everybody. <laughs> and that's so true. The word Catholic meaning universal, here comes everybody. There's all kinds of people that come to the altar to receive that living bread. And here we are today. And as amazing as all this is, on the Feast of Corpus Christi, we really have to ask ourselves, 
do have we let this gift take root in our hearts? Have we let this living bread taken over our life? And have we become unique places, agents of communion in the world around us? Because just because we receive communion regularly doesn't mean that it makes a difference in our lives. It doesn't mean that we are actually helping to bring about communion in the, on the earth around us. Think about the parable of the different seed that's scattered on the different soils. Some seed is scattered, it falls on the path, some is on rocky ground, some is on good ground, but it's covered with thorns. But finally, some seed lands on good fertile soil and it's able to take root and grow and bear fruit. What kind of soil does the Eucharist find in your heart, in my heart? Is it a place where communion can root itself and bear the fruits of communion in our families, and our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, and in the city, in our diocese? Or is it a place that falls on rocky ground, that's not able to penetrate, that's not able to produce what it's intended to do? We are so blessed as Catholics to be able to receive the Eucharist. And this is a blessing, but it also comes with a great responsibility because us more than anybody else on the planet should be agents of communion because we are those who are able to already participate in the heavenly banquet to receive the living bread of Jesus himself who reconciles us to the Father and us to everybody across the world. We are those privileged to be able to receive this gift every time we come to Mass worthily. And we have to ask ourselves, are we distinctly people of communion? Can people look at us and say there's something different about those Catholic people? Because here comes everybody and they all seem to be having a great time together. And that's another thing about being Catholic. We know how to have a good time. But in these times, we must really examine ourselves and see if we are a place where the living bread is able to take root and bear the fruit of communion in the world around us because this is what Jesus died for. This is what he rose from the dead for. This is what he handed himself over to the Eucharist for so that we might be nourished by the reality of heaven here on earth the reality of complete communion with God and with one another, and for that to take root in our hearts and to bleed over from our life into those of the world around us. When we come to Mass, we see on the altar God's remedy for every division in the world right there and that living bread. That is what he has come up with, and that is his plan to the end to unite us to one another. How grateful are we for this gift? And how much more, moving forward from this feast, can we be willing and ready to let this gift root itself in our hearts and bear the fruits of communion for the life of the world?